you are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Locked Locked On. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast presented by Pepsi. Thanks to a natural lack of athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. And this season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch, because Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Well, it is Eagles week, and normally this Who would cares? be a vi- vi- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what I was going to say, too, is that, you know, normally this is a, a week of excitement or, or at least anticipation. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it just feels like we're 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 walking into a, a, a firing squad and, uh, and not that the Eagles are exceptional by any stretch of the imagination, sure. but more just about how we are currently feeling about I, this this team as it stands. I do want to remind people that if the Cowboys were somehow to pull off the miracles of all upsets here on Sunday Night Football. They would be leading the division after eight weeks of the NFL season. So, I mean, as bad as things are, I mean, <laughs> I'm not what? sure how much. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really even know what you're pulling out here. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, congrats, uh, yeah. we're leading. We do have some actual <laughs> actual good news to talk about, and um, I want to start with this. Okay. Uh, on the on uh, Tuesday, the Cowboys traded away defensive end Everson Griffin, uh, who they signed in August. Now, Landon, both of us liked that signing of Everson Griffin at the time. But after the Cowboys have started off 2-5, and five, uh, the team decided to move on. They've traded him to the Detroit Lions for uh, a compensatory pick. We're not quite sure what that pick is yet. It could be up to a 5. It could be nothing. Um, we're going to go ahead and assume that it falls into the 6th, the 7th round range. That seems right. What were your initial thoughts when you heard that the Cowboys did trade away Griffin? You know, it's funny. Uh, actually, and I'll just... You know, behind the scenes, behind the curtain a little bit, I'll mention that Jeff Risden, who does the, who covers the Lions for Locked On Lions, mm-hmm. um, he he reached out to me. He was like, "Hey, you know what? Can you give me some notes or something on 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 you know what 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 we should be expecting from him?" And and I told him that you know basically that ever since time with the Cowboys was kind of you know unfortunately very representative representative of the Cowboys sure. offseason free ag- free agents acquisitions overall right like he mm-hmm. there was a lot of hope and excitement when he got brought in uh you know uh, a lot of us specifically uh, John Owning I know that was had been advocating very heavily for him to come in uh because of of you know uh, he, the the, the availability of having a pass rusher who had performed like he had previously, you yeah, know, 2019, level. absolutely, yeah, it was is not it's pretty rare, and and so there was definitely some uh, you know deserved excitement when he came in. <clears throat> now I don't really know like if he wasn't f- just physically ready to play football, 
but he definitely looked, you know, washed like the first two or three weeks of mm-hmm. the season. I mean, definitely either not in shape all the way. I mean, he's a guy that that doesn't have a whole didn't have a whole bunch of, of tools, uh, pass rushing tools, but he the tools that he ha- did have, he had very well refined. Um, you know, the spin move, the bull, like he's he doesn't have a whole bunch of different pass rush moves. Uh, but the ones he uses, he uses extremely well. And it feels like maybe those tools have been dulled a little bit as his physical ability may not have been quite up to, you know, what he expected sure. because of the COVID offseason, because of the training camp. Because Well, he was also a late acquisition. So, you know, there's lots of reasons there. So <clears throat> I think for the Cowboys, you know, Everson Griffin wasn't what they were hoping for. They started to see a little bit more from him these last few games. And I think it's just one of those things where this is for the Cowboys, from the Cowboys perspective, they're selling high on this guy. Sure. Like, you know, he got a sack last game. I think he had a sack the the previous game before that, too. I don't think that they believe in the fact that he's going to demand some big free agent contract this this offseason. So even if like he played and then got signed by another team, the comp pick w- probably wouldn't even be that great for him. Well, just beca- if there's even a comp pick, because look yeah. what happened this year, right? He, he waited until August to sign. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So that's way past the, the comp pick. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So, I mean, even then, so yeah, like it's, there's really not any point in not, in, in there's no reason not to trade him, you know? Right. It's because, because like at this point, you want to get some of these other guys like Randy Gregory, who started to, starting to work his way in, uh, Bradley and I, who has shown you just good stuff every single time he's been on the field. So might as well try to you know get some picks for next year and save three million dollars that you could either you know use to sign a defense tackle or just roll over into cash for next yeah. year to pay Dak. Yeah. So I want to go ahead and talk about a couple of those things really quickly. Um, they're actually saving about three million dollars by trading Everson Griffin now, and with the Cowboys not going to really compete this year, saving that extra three million and rolling it over to next year, maybe that helps you address a different position. So that's a win there. Um, it also, I mean, getting any kind of draft pick back, I know sixth and seventh round picks don't mean much, but maybe they help you maneuver in the second or third round if you need it. It is what it is. You pick up a draft pick. More importantly, though, what Griffin did for the Cowboys that gave them a bridge until Randy Gregory came back from his suspension, right? He was able to play, uh, you know, the first seven games of the season, uh, he gave the Cowboys some insurances in case Alden Smith wasn't good and Alden Smith turned out to be a pretty good player. And now you have time to uh, put Randy Gregory and Bradley and I and Dorrance Armstrong in. You already had probably one too many defensive ends. Uh, this gives you an open spot. It gives more snaps for Gregory. I think this is a win-win. I think this is a fantastic trade by the Cowboys. I think Griffin uh, probably likes it as well, probably gives him more snaps on a team uh, that could actually contend for a wild card spot. So uh, I, I, I think when you consider all of those factors, uh, a, a really good move for the Cowboys and the Lions. Uh, I want to talk about some other potential moves here in a second, Landon. Uh, let's go ahead and start with this. According to Michael Galkin of the Dallas Morning News, uh, Don Terry Poe and cornerback Daryl Worley were not at practice today. It seems likely that the Cowboys are going to release those guys. Tom Pelissaro of NFL Network reported on Wednesday morning uh, that the Cowboys were going to move on. Do we expect the Cowboys to get anything from those two players? No, I don't think. I mean, they haven't gotten anything from those players so far. So <laughs> I imagine. I mean, it, it's, it's a little... 
<laughs> Paul was just bad. I, I, I yes. just think I think he was washed. I think as we started to watch the film uh, from the last couple of years, he just doesn't have the athleticism anymore to play that spot. Uh, he's never been a guy that has great technique, right? He's always just one with speed and power. He just doesn't have that anymore, correct? Yeah, I mean, he's. I don't know if he's just uninterested or if he just doesn't have the, that mm. physical skill set anymore. Um, uh, yeah, I just yeah, it's it's either way. It's the play is. I, I've been we've been calling for him to get cut since. Like, it, two, yeah, and so. I know a lot of people are saying, well, who do you have to back up him or replace him? Anybody. I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it really doesn't matter. Put a trash can full of dirt out there with well, the jersey on. That might be a little bit more. It might be better against the run. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, as for Daryl Worley, this one's a little unfortunate for me because I think he is somebody who is better off as like a cornerback four, cornerback five that can do some safety stuff as well. But when you have so many injuries and he's on the outside playing a lot of cornerback, you know, starting level snaps, he can get exposed, and he just doesn't fit into the scheme very well. He was guessing far too often. Uh, but maybe there's another team out there that would you know, be interested in him. He's only 25 years old. He's got a lot of starting experience. Uh, what is your take on Daryl Worley? It feels like, and just based on whispers, or I, I know, it feels like he was uh, kind of doing his own thing a lot. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's... Well, it's a part of the reason why he's bounced around three yeah. or four different teams. He's right got now, right? physical skills, and he's you know he's a big guy. He's young. He's got starting experience, uh, and I think we're fig- we're finding out why he was readily available. And, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that you know not that he c- couldn't do what was being asked of him, though there was times that that you know I think that might have been an issue, but but, but more since that he you know, was kind of improving and not yeah, necessarily yeah. playing inside the defense the way that he should be. And, and I think, you know, when you talk about, you know, pass coverage and his own coverage, especially, uh, you, you got to fit into the framework, buddy. Like you can't, you mm-hmm. can't be improving unless that's, you know, specified on that play for you. You're not, uh, Troy Polamalu, you know, it's, it's like you, you have an assignment. You, you've got to, you got to, you got to execute that. So I, I think that that had become a problem for him. And, uh, and you know, at, at this point, they would probably rather have a, maybe even a lesser athlete at the position, if as long as they could, you know, just follow and execute the actual play call. Yeah, and I think with Chidabe Awuzie coming back this yeah. week, or yeah. supposed to be back, you know, you have your top four corners with Awuzie, Diggs, Brown, and Jordan Lewis. Probably wasn't going to be active anyway, so this gives him a chance to catch on to another team uh, and maybe com- you know contend for a playoff spot. Um, Let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. 
All right, Landon, we're going to get into some Twitter questions in a second, but I wrote down uh, a few other guys that I think could potentially be traded. I'm not reporting that these guys are going to get moved or anything like that. I just want to see what you think about the Cowboys moving them and what they could potentially get back in a trade. And let's start with Chidabe Awuzie, who is coming back from his hamstring injury. Uh, he is set to become a free agent in 2021. Would you be interested in moving him? I kind of feel like you can't, right? Like, I kind of feel like you need to sign one of these guys. And he's the one that I want to sign. I, I think so, too. Yeah. And, and so I, I would I would, I would, would re-sign Chido Bay because, I, I, you know, listen, I know he's been a whipping boy. I know he was certainly a whipping boy a lot yeah. last year. I think that he is salvageable. I think mm-hmm. that he is – I mean, he is a guy that continually – is battling for position. He's constantly there. He's not lost. He's not getting beaten, like whooped like a drum. He's not being left in the dust in this coverage. It is often that he's there and he just misses the play or, you know, is just is struggling at the point of attack when the ball arrives. There's ways to work around that. And I, and I do think that he had started to play a little bit better football at times before he got injured. I agree. So yeah. I, I, I still want to take a chance on Cheetah Bay and, yeah. um, and I think he's worth resigning, so I, I wouldn't move off on him just because you're going to be so short in the secondary at the end of the season if you don't mm. sign somebody. I, I think he's a good candidate to sign like a one-year, five million dollar sure. deal. You yeah, know, maybe something similar if you want to go longer term than what like what Anthony Brown signed this mm-hmm. offseason. Uh, they're going to need outside corners, and if you go into the season next year with Diggs and Ouzier, it's it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, I'm going to give you another one. How about a, a fellow defensive back, Jordan Lewis, a.k.a. Anonymous Sources? Actually, I don't know that. I'm just going to – That's who I'm going with too, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Uh, interested in moving him? Uh, yeah. I mean, if someone's interested in coming to get him, I, 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 think, I think we're done here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Um, Xavier Woods. Uh, Mr. Other Anonymous Sources? Um, <laughs> What what can I get for him? Because honestly, like I, I you know, I, I probably the, a conditional six round pick. I have been the uh, you, know, on, you know on board and 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 the leader of the Xavier Woods can do this train. I'm 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 pretty close to finished with that. Okay. I, I just I, I mean I think that you know it's we we given lots of opportunity for him to develop into that next level. I kind of think that this is who the player he is, which mm-hmm. is not not a bad player, especially in comparison to the rest of the players in the secondary. But uh, I, I think that I, – I don't know that it's so much that I have to hold on to him. I know that we're, we're not in a great spot at safety anyways, but I think that relying on Xavier Woods to be uh, uh, the savior there may not be the best choice. And if you've got better options, then you should l- at least hear what you've got offered. Yeah, because I- otherwise otherwise you have to re-sign him and, I, you know, I, I – what do you resign him at? You know, because I, I really that's that's where I have issues is that I don't know that I'm wanting to pay him mm. top market safety money at this point because I don't think he's performed like that. Yeah, I'd give him whatever deal that you gave Haha Clinton Dix earlier this offseason. I mean, the thing is the safety market, if you're one of those average to slightly above average safeties, they just don't get paid anymore. Right? Yeah. Those guys sit down on the market forever. So I'm not interested in paying that guy eight nine million dollars a year. I'm going to just go out and get whatever guy's the cheapest. Um, I do think Woods. I mean, he's fine. He's a fine safety. I just wonder if he's destined to be like a Jeff Heath somewhere, where he's a third safety but gets on the field quite a bit because of some of the flexibility and the versatility. But you're always wanting to to upgrade that position a, a little bit. Um, the last one is Joe Looney. 
Um, this is a guy that lost his starting center job because of injury and performance, but there's other teams out there that could use a, you know, a veteran interior offensive lineman with you know starting games at multiple spots. Would you be interested in moving on from him now that you have uh, Tyler Biotish, you know, at center. You've got Zach Martin back at right guard. Connor McGovern, you know, filling in behind them. You signed Adam Redman. Is Looney one, you know, a player that you could flip? If 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 we can get something for him, yeah. I mean, I, I, and maybe you can because you know, honestly, the offensive line play has has been problematic. Well, I just uh, said like BJ Finney today got traded for Carlos Dunlap. <laughs> well, I mean, there was a tra- wasn't there a draft pick too? Uh, yeah, seventh round pick. Oh, jeez, oh my god. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, there, there's teams out there that are so desperate for competent offensive linemen that you could probably get a sixth round pick back from them. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, sure. Like I, I, at this point, he's not really serving as as much of a point. I, I definitely am not going back to to Looney no, after seeing Biotish. Uh, and you know what's the point in having him as the swing interior guy now that you're starting to get Connor McGovern some looks in there, and that's ultimately what you want him doing. Zach Martin's going to be back, so you, you, I liked enough of what I saw from McGovern that if you know you feel comfortable with him taking center snaps if he had to, that he could be that swing interior guy just because I think he's you know he's got the the kind of pedigree to do that. And again, I mean if you have to. Worst comes to worst, and, and maybe this is his one of his better spots. Anyways, mm. you could move Cam Irving inside, and then figure out a, a better tackle situation. Well, you're supposed you to be getting Brandon Knight back in the next few weeks. Let's say after the bye, right? You get through these next two games, Brandon Knight's probably coming back. You could use Cam Irving there if yeah. you needed to. So the point is, is that because of the cow, I mean, listen, we've tested this, and and you know, look, one of the good things if you want to talk about positives about this team, you know, and and, and it's very very difficult. But as bad as all of this offensive line injury stuff has been, look how deep you have of a roster of young players who now have starting experience. And and we'll sure. go into the offseason next year with that starting experience and those snaps in mind when they start training. And I think that is is very valuable. So lean on that. Lean into that. Don't 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 bring Joe Looney into a mix. Like why? Like mm-hmm. what are you getting by by get by putting Joe Looney into these snaps? Nothing. nothing. What you're getting uh, by putting these young players is, is is experience for guys who could future pot- potentially be very good starters if they can develop. With Joe Looney, you're just you know wasting snaps on an not wasting snaps, but I mean if the if the season's a waste, you're wasting snaps on an old guy. Might as well get tr- uh, a draft pick for him, and then just and on top of that, allow your younger guys to mm-hmm. get the experience they need to be better in the future. Yeah, I'm, I'm not taking Tyler Biotish off the field at any point this year. In fact, nope. I want to see I want to see Connor McGovern in as many games as possible, and that's why yesterday we talked about Zach Martin moving over to right tackle. Now that might depend on you know Martin and what he wants. His to desire, do. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I do want to see I want to see McGovern uh, at some point, and I think we will as we get further along in the season, and if the Cowboys continue at the pace that they're at, uh, they're going to be out of contention. You know into mid-November, maybe early December. At that point, there's no reason to have Zach Martin out there. So we'll probably see more of Connor McGovern, you know, I would say sooner rather than later. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate, amazing flavors, and a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. 
Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and get 20% off your first box at BuiltBar.com. All right, Landon, uh, a couple more trade things. I guess this is turning into a trade show. And I, <laughs> I guess I, so. I, I, well, it's... So There's a lot going right? on. A lot of these, a lot of our questions were about trades and, right, and about right. the stuff. So we're well, we're covering a lot. And of this. here's the thing: the trade deadline isn't until next Tuesday, but with a lot of the COVID protocols, these yeah. tra- trades are probably going to get done this week to just get these guys on the field as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, a few a few more. I want to start with um, Alden Smith because this is actually something we were talking about on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, and I don't have a strong feeling either way. Uh, I think. Alden Smith actually would carry some more value than Everson Griffin. Uh, he's oh, yeah. Just, he's just been a better player this year. He also has more position flex, right? You can play him in the 3-4. You can have him play with his hand in the ground. But I'm still interested in potentially bringing him back. At what point would you be okay trading away Alden Smith? Like, What would the price tag have to be for you to do that? Well, I think it's more about the angles there for me, right? Because like, if if... And, and now we got to pull back a little bit, right? I, 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 you know, is is Nolan going to be back next year? Is Tom Sula going to be back next year? I, I, I think Nolan's going to be back. I really okay. Do. If Nolan and Tom Sula are coming back, then I'm trying to re-sign Alden Smith mm-hmm. because I mean, if he wants to come back, I I would love to have him. If if if, if he can, if he's willing to sign on like a reasonable deal. A reasonably priced deal, then then that's that's the option I would prefer to go to. But right, if, because then you would have you know Demarcus Lawrence under contract. You signed Randy Gregory to a deal this year. Uh, you bring back Alden Smith, and you have Dorrance Armstrong and Bradley and I fight off for that you know defensive end four spot. I, I mean that's to me that's fine. Like you don't need to spend any more resources on that position. Yeah, exactly. And and frankly, it would lock up one position that I mean you know this off season is going to be a how can we possibly fill all these needs with good players situation? Mm-hmm. And I think if you could lock up the defensive, the pass rushing situation with Alden Smith, Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory, that's just one less thing you have to worry about, Correct. you know? Yeah. So I, I, if, if Tom Sula and Nolan are coming back, I think you try to re-sign Alden Smith. Mm-hmm. If that situation is beyond salvaging, if, if Nolan and Tom Sula are not coming back, you have Alden Smith on a one-year deal, right? Like, I don't think that there's any – there's not like a – it's not an option – a team no, – no, no, no. there's no, no team option year or anything. So you either need to try to start resigning him now uh, and hope he'll take, you know, sort of a sweetheart deal on this. Or if not, you know, get something for him. You know, get get – and I think that – I don't really know. That's the thing is that – I think I think you're probably likely to get something better in a trade now than in. Uh, it, it, did he sign before the comp pick formula? I can't remember either. It was yeah, it was like in May. So yeah, I mean, but I don't know. That, again, that's still another year off. That's not next year. And on top of that, we we don't really know what he's signing for. If I'm the Cowboys and I'm keeping Nolan. Like if you've decided that, then honestly, the the only one of the only goodwill things you can do to kind of make that blow a little softer for the Cowboys mm-hmm. fans is to to try to make an effort to re-sign Alden Smith and bring him back next year. Yeah, I agree. I think Alden is a good one to bring back. I, I wouldn't trade him unless you're getting like a firm five. You know what I mean? Like a con- not a conditional pick. If you're getting something that's you know solid, then you can plan ahead for. I, I like that. Um, all right, let's get to a question. This one is from Matt. Do any of the guys we signed big contracts to, uh, he mentions Ezekiel Elliott, Demarcus Lawrence, Jalen Smith, have any trade value? Uh, let's go through those one by one. Uh, I'll let you start with Zeke. Does Zeke have any trade value? 
Yeah, I mean, I think if so, if someone wanted to trade for Zeke, I mean, I think I, I don't well, think that I that. Mean, I, th- I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, look, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of money left on that contract, though. Sure, I know, but I also think that you know, despite what everyone says on Twitter, teams are still out there paying running backs. You know, so I I don't think that it's. I I, I think that there's. If you're asking me if someone would be interested in, in Zeke Elliott if he was made available for trade, I think that the answer would be yes. Do I know that? Do I think? Do I have any idea what the what the compensation would be? Considering the contract, I really don't. I, I think it would probably be less than what his value is as a player because the contract is debilitating. But I don't think it would make him untradeable. I disagree. I, I think I honestly think with his contract, I think you have to attach a pick to it. And I would be willing to do that if somebody was it was interested in that. Basically, taking his salary on, freeing up the books for the Cowboys. If the Dallas had to give up a fifth or sixth round pick to do that, I I would do that. I don't think that's likely, though. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's likely either. No, I, I don't. Uh, and I also don't think that that's. Listen, we just we view we view him uh, differently. Let's let's just leave it. Let's just that. say that. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marcus Lawrence. I mean, he has trading. He has trade value for sure. I don't think uh, you want to move him though, right? No, but I wouldn't move him. No. Okay. Um, last one, Jalen Smith. I don't know that Jalen has trade value. I mean that that's that's a different that's a different situation because the problem with Jalen is that, and I don't know that I've ever seen anything like this recently, is that it, it, this week he may be the best defensive player on the field, and next week he may be the worst defensive player you've ever seen. You know, so uh, I, I, with that high number at this point and so much left on it, uh, I, 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 I don't, I just don't see anyone doing that. So no, I don't think Jalen Smith has trade value. Yeah, I don't think you're getting anything significant out of Jalen. However, it wouldn't surprise me if there are teams if the Cowboys eventually move on. And I don't know if you saw the piece from Albert Breer yesterday that uh, basically said there's a lot of people in the building that don't believe that Jalen will be on the team next year. If Dallas does decide to move on, I can't see teams being interested in him. Right? Like, I, if they cut him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. I'm talking about the contract, though. I don't yeah, think he was trading for that contract that's, with that's his play. That's what makes it so hard. Yeah, I no, no. Say- it, it would need to be a, a clean break, like a, a fresh start for some, him somewhere with a new contract. Because I, I just, yeah, I mean, the, the issue is that uh, you could work through his inconsistent play and hope that he comes on the other side of it or put him in a system. Maybe he's more comfortable with what he's doing and, and maybe get a higher mm. floor from him. But again, at that rate, like he's being paid like a you know Pro Bowl level uh, linebacker, and you know that's that's the Cowboys invested money. Nobody else, like they 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 don't want to like take that on that risk on at this point. I think that was you know the Cowboys gamble that this guy was 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 on the ascend after mm-hmm. recovering from his injury. Um, but that I mean that that doesn't appear to have worked so far, especially the last season and a half. So uh, I don't know why anyone else would take that kind of inconsistent play on at, at the price that he's currently at. Now, and, will, and the trade for that, you know, I yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah, like that's too. Much. I, I will say this: his there's actually no guaranteed money left on his deal after this year. Um, now his salary becomes fully guaranteed on the fifth day of the 2021 season and the 2022 season. So is it possible? Like I'm just thinking this, you know, out as I'm talking. Is it possible that a team like Pittsburgh, who just lost Devin Bush for the season, would throw a seventh round pick or something at Jalen Smith and said, "Hey, you're a 
eight week rental because we have nobody else. And then we're going to cut you as soon as, you know, he's, you know, he, that, that guaranteed money is there in 2021. Maybe now the Cowboys would still be on the hook for a bunch of money right now. Maybe they're better off thinking, Hey, let's, let's test drive them for the next nine yeah. games and see if it gets any better. If not, we're moving on. Uh, I don't know. It's, that's you know it's it's it, the, for the same reasons that like Everson Griffin makes sense, that doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like I I think that right now they're they're pot committed on on Jalen Smith and trading and trading him away at this point when you know you're still paying for that play, you're still gonna have to replace that. Someone's gonna have to play linebacker for you for the rest yeah. of the season, you- even if it's badly. So I I would definitely just take the you know, make him earn that money for the rest of the year and then reevaluate what's happening at the end of the season. I'm going to put you on the spot right now before we head off off the podcast. Yes or no, is Jalen Smith on this team for 2021? Hmm. If you're telling me that, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say no. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say no right now. Cause I, I, I think, but I, I think it's really difficult because, again, I think a lot of it may depend on who's the defensive coordinator here next year, and I don't feel 100% confident about it, about that. Yeah, so Jalen Smith's cap numbers over the next five years, $9.8 million, $11.8 million, 13.6, I don't see any way in the world the Cowboys are going to be paying 5% of their cap for a linebacker who is among the league's worst uh, right now unless – Unless something dramatically changes in the second half of the season, uh, I agree with you. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.